Powered by Righteous Media. Welcome to Independent Americans. Welcome to episode 156. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. War is upon us. Yet again. But the stakes may be higher than we've ever seen before in our lifetime. So now is definitely a time to stay vigilant. Well, I have just been told, and it's quite obvious at this point, that it has indeed started. A senior Pentagon official told me that just a short time ago. This is the same Pentagon official who several hours ago texted me, David, I know I've shared it with all of you, and said you are likely in the last few hours of peace on the European continent for a long time to come. It's begun. The Russian invasion of Ukraine has begun. If you're an American and you're not tracking on Ukraine, now is the time to start. This isn't just another foreign policy blip. It's not cable news hype. This is potentially bigger and more deadly than anything we've seen since World War II. This could have generational consequences globally. This will impact you. As someone who's seen my share of war, there are two things that have kept me up the most about Ukraine in the last couple of weeks. Nukes and kids. They're the two elements that are most devastating and the most devastated. And the two that are most often forgotten about. Now that the bombs have started dropping, think about the nukes and think about the kids. Vladimir Putin and Russia have nukes. And in Ukraine, there are 44 million people and millions of kids. For them, stay vigilant. We've gone into Ukraine in two recent episodes of this show. In episode 154 with Dan Lamont from the Washington Post, we dug into how the Biden administration is blocking American journalists from embedding with U.S. forces deployed now in Europe to support our allies against Russia. And in a dynamic episode 153 with Professor Molly McHugh, we had a specific focus on the Russian cyber warfare threat, one that's manifesting itself against Ukraine right now, and one that may be hitting other NATO allies, including the U.S., right now, too. And in our next episode, and likely for many episodes to come, we'll dig deeper into Ukraine and the latest, and we'll seek to keep you ahead of what else is happening, and what's next. Yesterday was the last day of peace on the European continent for a long time to come. We are on the brink of world war, and will be for some time to come. Everything's different now. This is the dawning of a new day of war in Europe, war between a dictator and allies of free nations, war between Russia and the world, and a war between Russia and the U.S. of a new kind, the kind the likes of which we've never seen. And it's not a cold war if they wage cyber attacks against the U.S. and attack our elections. So this is a whole new world. Meanwhile, earlier today, in case you missed it, 
because you probably did, the United States carried out what it called a quote-unquote self-defense strike in Somalia, the first U.S. strike in Somalia since August 2021. So our forever war that spans from Somalia to Syria just got extended into this new front with Russia in Ukraine, extended to the Ukraine for now. But America's forever war, whether it's kinetic or proxy or cyber, is extending and morphing and developing in even more ways, in even more places all around the globe. But in this episode, we're taking an off-ramp to a very different kind of vibe. While war rages around the world, the culture and political wars still wage here at home. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has called on citizens in his state to report parents of transgender kids for abuse. He said that those in Texas who fail to report instances of minors receiving gender-affirming medical care could face criminal penalties. Meanwhile, much of Fox News continues to praise Vladimir Putin. Meanwhile, three men convicted in Ahmaud Arbery's murder case were found guilty of federal hate crimes. And meanwhile, the Pentagon has approved the deployment of 800 National Guard troops to the nation's capital in the face of trucker convoys that are planning protests against pandemic restrictions beginning next week. This is the dangerous next phase of the American insurgency. This is another step after January 6th. So despite all that's happening in Ukraine, domestic terror threats remain the most urgent for the U.S. And so as we deploy troops to Poland, we're deploying troops to the U.S. to prevent radical truck drivers from shutting down our capital. And have no doubt, our enemies are celebrating. And in the midst of this national internal identity crisis, we at Righteous Media continue to produce content to add light to contrast the heat, to help move America forward, content that delivers the Righteous Media five eyes in more ways to more people, independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. So following the successful launch of the Firefighters with Rob Sarah and the recent announcement of Uncle Montel, the OG of Weed, we are proud to introduce you to the newest podcast in the powerful Righteous Media family. We are proud to introduce you to B-Dorm. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Dorm podcast. I am your co-host, Don Elliver, joined as always by Justin Jericho Turner. And we are two former college roommates getting together a couple of decades later to talk about life, business, culture, media, entertainment, and everything in between. Let's hit it. You ever see an eclectic group of friends and wonder how the hell such a group of diverse people ever ended up meeting in the first place and then getting along? You ever wonder what kind of conversations take place behind closed doors when people can just be real with each other? That's what the Beat On Podcast is about. We dive into a range of topics from the intellectual to the sophomoric. Everybody's got an opinion. So why should you listen to ours? It's pretty simple. It's well-informed and it's well-rooted. As a career educator... And as a community organizer, I spent years working for nonprofits that are youth-focused in New York City before moving on to teach at City University of New York. Since then, I've been focusing on my photography career. I was able to build a PR firm that supports designers 
of color. So, let me tell you a little bit about my background. I've been able to navigate the hurdles of corporate America to climb up the ladder and then use that success as a launching pad to manifest my entrepreneurial dreams. I spent over a decade and a half as a senior executive in global business development. So if any of those are things that you aspire to do or you're currently in the process of manifesting for yourself, then you need to tune into the Beatorm podcast. We got some guests and topics coming up that are going to be highly relevant to your aspirations, but with a lighthearted spin to keep it fresh and entertaining. Beatorm podcast, like, subscribe, give us all them stars, and be sure to visit beatorm.us for more great content and video. This is the Beatorm podcast. Powered by Righteous Media. So that's Beatorm. And in this episode, you will meet the dynamic hosts, Jericho J.T. Turner and Don Elvert. They are activists, they are innovators, they are impactful, and they are everything that Righteous Media is all about and everything that's good about America. And they're about to be your favorite new podcast hosts. We had a little bit of an issue with Don's sound over Zoom, so I apologize in advance if you hear a little bit of crackling. But Despite the crackling, this conversation is going to bring you some heat and some fire and some light and some fun. So welcome to a nostalgic look back. Welcome to a brave look ahead. Welcome back to fun in politics, news, and culture. Welcome to B-Dorm. And welcome to Independent Americans, episode 156. Ladies and gentlemen, independent Americans around the country and around the world, we have a very special treat. Today, I am going to introduce you to the newest members of the Righteous Media family. They are old friends of mine. They're going to feel like old friends of yours, and they're going to be good friends, I think, to much of America in the years to come. They are amazing. They are dynamic. They are funny. They are wonderful. And they are here, finally, on Independent Americans. I am very proud to welcome the co-hosts of the B-Dorm podcast, the great and powerful Jericho J.T. Turner and Don Elliver. Welcome, gentlemen, to Independent Americans. Thanks Thank for having us, man. Thanks for having us. Happy to be Appreciate here. You. That's the quietest you two have ever been in the 20 <laughs> years. <I know. laughs> what a start. What a start. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go. All right, you guys, you know, I'm excited about this show. Uh, You know, uh, people are going to hear the trailer before I play this. And this is a chance to introduce you to my audience, the Independent Americans audience, which I hope will become your audience as well. Um, Righteous Media is all about the five eyes, right? Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, impact. You're bringing all five of them. And you have been your whole lives. That's why I'm excited to introduce you to the world and, and to the Righteous Media community. Um, so let me start with uh, where are you and how are you? Let's start. JT, let me go to you first, man. Where are you and how are you? Question I give all my guests. Uh, South Bronx in my photo studio slash now B-Dorm pod recording studio. And uh, 
I'm good. I'm, I'm winning at life as always, my man. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to, I'm going to stay with you for a sec. Cause this is a great example. If you ever, if, if you've never watched righteous media video, now's the time to start because uh, JT, Justin, Jericho Turner, we're going to talk about this as a starting point, but, but the man is, is, is just fantastic. And so is his setup. So, so uh, you know, he's, he's got, tell us about where you are, what's going on here in this visual because it looks like you kind of have a tree coming out of the back of your your body, uh, and it's a you know all of this is a manifestation of your energy. So 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 tell us about that, man. Yes, yes, yes. My um my my top chakra is bursting into actual plants, <laughs> right? I have a these are they're not marijuana plants. Just for the people who think they are, it's it's not. It looks similar, but isn't. Okay, um, we'll get to that later. Watch that Montel. Um, so I'm in my photo studio, as I mentioned. Um, I work with a small PR company that works with small fashion brands, and I do shoots for them at pennies on a dollar because I have the flexibility to do that. I'm blessed to be in a situation where I can help out some brands that don't really have any money. Um, and, you know, we, when me and Don got together and, I, you know, I know I'll let Don speak for himself. When we decided we wanted to do this pod, we got to a point where we were like, we're, we're just kind of talk, tired of talking to our friend group. You know what I'm saying? About things that are both hilarious and pertinent and sometimes both. And we, we were having these like fire conversations and we were just like, all right, we got to bring this to full. <laughs> yeah and that's and that that's a great lead like that's how we got here right like i, I want to expand on what b-dorm is where the name comes from why you guys want to do this show more about who you are and the vision for it going forward um but this is a great one-two punch uh, i love the shit out of both of you guys i've known you for 25 years or whatever we've known each other now right so i'm excited to, to dig deeper into that but with that i gotta shift into uh the the smoother side, right? If you're if you're the edge, he's the smooth. We'll figure out all the different ways to to, to structure this. But Reactive. the great and powerful and smooth, Don Oliver, my friend. Where are you and how are you? Um, first off, appreciate you, Paul. Appreciate you bringing us on. Appreciate you putting us on. Um, yeah. I'm in Manhattan. I live in New York City. I'm a native New Yorker. I'm in my recording my home recording studio, um, which I built and set up. Um, on my own because I, a few years ago, uh, left my corporate job of uh, a decade and a half to finally pursue my passionate uh, exploits in voice acting. And uh, I've been fortunate to have my voice acting career um, experience a, quite a bit of success, in the, especially in the last year or so. So I'm where the magic happens. Actually, I'm at, I'm actually in the exterior of my studio because I have a whole other a little section where I actually do my professional recordings. But this is where I like to get comfortable and have 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 fireside chats with people like you and JT. I'm excited for you to play in this audio space. I was looking at I think it was your Instagram where you did this thing where you had you basically created an acapella group with your different voices. And what we what song did you do? Was it? Uh, I've done a bunch of them, but you yeah. probably heard when I did "Kiss from a Rose." I'm guessing. Yes, yes, yes. Did, did "Kiss from a Rose," right? Which was so cool and smooth, and part of why I'm excited to expand 
the righteous family into more audio, more video, more extensions of that. You you both are creative forces, but I got to ask you for folks who are watching, what is behind you, Don? You've got the recording studio thing, you got the cool mm-hmm. mic and the headphones, but what's the the picture with the waves behind you and the other thing over your left shoulder? All right, let's start with the uh over the left shoulder. We've got um about about 10, 15 years ago, my I asked my little sister, who's a uh, has quite an artistic hand herself. Um, she, I can't draw for shit, but she can. And I asked her to uh, draw me some samples for when I was thinking about getting another tattoo that was going to be an Aries symbol. So that's one of the ones that she drew me. Um, and I never ended up getting it tattooed, but I'll make you a deal. When we hit, you name the number of uh, subscribers to the Beatorm podcast that you think we should get. And when we hit it, I'll get that tattooed on me. Hmm. One. That's a setup. Come I did on, myself guys. wrong on that one, huh? Come, come on, Don. Come on, Don. Like, here, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, but, 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 yeah, look, I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you that. A million. Let's say a million. And, uh, and then maybe every year on the date of the Dropping Your Podcast, you can get a tattoo. We can play with it. We got, you know, we had Scott Campbell on my show, the tattoo genius. Maybe I've always wanted to pull together all of the Righteous Media extended family. So maybe we can get Scott Campbell to do an annual B-Dorm tattoo event. What do you think about that? <laughs> hey, that sounds great to me. Do you have any it. tattoos right now? Do you? I have. I actually have one that I got in college, which um, was inspired by the acapella singing group I was in, which is why you hear me doing singing sometimes. The Zoom Buys, the Zoom Buys inspired tattoo that I drew myself. So I got one, but you know, I need to even out. So, so we'll make All it right. happen. All right, and JT. Then, uh, Go ahead, please. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, and then you asked about this one back here. I'd be remiss if I didn't tell a story on that bad boy because. That is my unique voice waves that my now fiance, as of three days ago, I believe, three or four days ago, uh, uh, newly engaged. She got me this for our anniversary last year. And that is my unique voice waves saying one of my favorite quotes from Bane in The Dark Knight Rises, where he says, uh, the shadows betray you because they belong to me. Bravo. Okay. Bravo. And congratulations on the engagement. This is all, you know, good, good context because B-Dorm is about having real conversations, right? You guys are old friends. You're brilliant. You're dynamic. You've had really cool lives. You've, you've, you've swam in a lot of pools all around this world and around this country. And I want to bring people back. JT, I am going to ask you about your tattoos because I'm not going to let you get off on that one. But before I get to that, let's talk about B-Dorm. Like B-Dorm, for folks who don't know, was this uh, kind of epicenter of where cool guys hung out, right? Like you had a very cool room group of different guys. I don't know if you had women in the group. You got to remind me. But it was the building. It was there was like a dorm and B dorm, right? They were like yeah. temporary dorms that you all either chose or got <laughs> stuck in. And there were B dorm parties. There was you know B dorm conversation. It was kind of a an epicenter of cool in our little small Amherst College community, you know, 20 years ago. But I think the, that was the idea that you all had and wanted to build on. So I'm welcome to the introduction to B-Dorm for folks who don't know. But but I think it, I, I got excited about this because it was about having real conversations that you're not hearing, especially on tough subjects, right? Like politics and and race and culture and and, and gender and so many other things that are happening, but also with the with the realness of of, of having fun about talking about life, music, uh, so many other things. But what do you guys think? And maybe JT, I'll go to you. What do you think is the most 
What, what do you want people to know about B-Dorm, about, about the, the place and this show, your vision for this show? I think the, the, you hit a lot of it. The, the premise was built around, we had 10 guys in a room, um, in a room group, excuse me. We didn't all live in the same room. Um, we had our little singles and then there were 10 of us and then we had two common rooms that we shared. And those common room spaces became everything from like, you know, WWE SmackDown spaces to like, you know, full on political discussion spaces. And we had uh, what we refer to lovingly sometimes as the, as the United Colors of Benetton the Rainbow Room group, we had people from all over the place living with us. Um, and that was part of the charm, but it was also part of the power. Because when we wanted to talk about things that were difficult and they were, you know, sensitive uh, when it comes to race or gender at times or, or whatever it was, we had a safe space where we could talk and we checked each other. We kept each other in check, which is the other part, you know, that's important. You know, we, we talk about race stuff in our room. We had white roommates. We had black roommates. We had Asian roommates. Um, we had Catholic roommates. We had Jewish roommates. We, <laughs> um, you know, um, and a Muslim roommate. So we, we, kind of, like, we, we covered the spectrum in, in, in many ways. And the conversations that we had were, were dope. They were inspiring. And even in, in text conversations that we've had since then, our friends have often said, I remember those conversations that we had and how much I learned about just how to talk about certain things with people just because we had that kind of close connection. So we wanted to bring that to the airwaves. Um, we wanted to share our collective intelligence and experience, but also, you know, bravado and foolishness, because sometimes that's what's necessary to get through a difficult conversation. Hmm. Uh, so that's that's the brand. Um, the Beat On podcast is uh, a collection of that kind of energy where we're going to be talking about, as you mentioned, some sociopolitical stuff, but we're going to talk about whatever. We're going to talk about what the fuck ever. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, um, we're going to do it intelligently, but we're going to do it with smiles on our faces. And I think, you know, Dom, you could echo on this. We're willing to have our minds changed. Mm -hmm. We're not going into any conversation with a set idea about anything. You have to be able to talk me down. But if you can, by all means do, um, because I want to learn, too. And just, I think, I think, I think, it's, a, I think it's, it's an important time, too, right? Because there is a fear of having an open conversation. This is happening in the backdrop where I just taught at Amherst for a semester. And I felt like kids are afraid to talk to each other, right? Mm -hmm. They're afraid to have, they don't feel like they have that trust. They don't feel like they have that. And, and safe space is overused, but I think like respect space Space, it's obviously safe, but also a respect space uh, and and a dignity space and and just a trust space. Right. And and you all had that. And I think this country needs that because they don't know how to talk about a lot of things, especially across race, across socioeconomic class, across gender. And and this, I think, show can do that. I'm going to come over to Don and talk about some examples. But JT, you're not getting off the hook. Do you have any tattoos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got my, my whole arm here is tattooed. You have a whole oh, sleeve yeah. for folks who are I listening. It's the whole shoulder. What what do you what is that? What do you got? It's uh it's a, I don't know if you can see it on the camera, but it's a dragon. Yeah, you probably can't see it 
that's the problem with dark skin and tattoos. When they get too detailed, if it's if it's not perfect lighting, you can't really see the actual image. So for the um, folks who are listening, let's let, this is where I'm going to push you as a visual artist to to take your world, take yourself into Don's world. Describe what your shoulder looks like. All right, I got you. I have the classic European dragon um, on all fours, clutching the edges of a stone. And behind the dragon is the night sky with a half moon and some stars. And then that goes up the sleeve onto the chest. And then I have another dragon here, uh, full profile flying toward you. Um, more night sky clouds. I love it. I love it. I love it. This, 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 this tattoo theme is one of many that I didn't expect to come to, but that's going to be B-Dorm. We're going to start talking about tattoos and who knows what. Uh, is there a reason you chose a dragon? Why Is that your spirit animal? What's up with the dragon? I do believe that the dragon is my spirit animal. Um, the dragon has been pictured throughout many cultures. That's why I wanted to specify it's a typical European dragon because Eastern dragons are drawn very differently. But the dragon character makes its way through most continents, um, often depicted as magically gifted, um, full of wisdom, ancient, powerful. And most dragon characters don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's a perfect transition. Uh, so, Don... Uh, the episode one is up now. We're going to do this every two weeks or so, dropping on Fridays. You know, I'm trying to find ways to compare uh, folks, you know, shows to folks, maybe to give them a frame of reference. I've said, you know, it, it's got a little bit of maybe The Breakfast Club um, with Charlemagne, uh, maybe a little bit of old school Howard Stern. I mean, it, it's it's a more open, free-flowing conversation with, with two guys who can go uptown, downtown, everywhere in between with politics and culture, sports. Right. We're going to go into all those areas. But even in episode one, you know, the, the headline is what does it mean to celebrate blackness? It is Black History Month. We're launching this show during that. It's not the only thing we're going to talk about, but it's an important thing. We're also talking about street food last meals. Right. If you had to have a last meal, which street food would you use? We're talking about Kwanzaa, Black Panther and, and Martin Luther King, opportunity or oppression and the traveler's cheat code. Maybe can I ask you, number one, Don, what do you want? people to know about this show and your vision for it and then pick one of those maybe the traveler's cheat code tell people what that's all about but if you don't mind taking it from there uh since jt gives so little fucks (laughs) (laughs) absolutely well um jt and his no giving a fuck attitude is actually part of what made me want to do a podcast because quite frankly i was more into my other vocal art artistry of you know doing commercials, doing audio books, that type of stuff. I didn't actually even want to do a podcast, but when you got someone as charismatic as JT as your friend, and then some of the conversations he and I have, because about me, people that know me well know that my brain is just constantly spinning. I was that kid that used to get in trouble in school for asking too many questions, which I think is, to me, that's a sign of like, if you're a teacher and, you, and, and you're telling kids to shut up because they're asking too many questions, then I'm questioning you as a teacher because that, that was always a feedback for me as a kid. Great student, too many questions because I always want to know the why. And I love to play devil's advocate. JT could tell you this, but like, 
even if I have an, even if I agree with you on something in full agreement, I'm going to ask you, why the hell do you believe that? Because most people nowadays, especially in the last few years of our society, we're dealing with where we should be making progress, where people should, we have more information at our disposal. We have more ability to become informed about things and formulate your own educated opinions. Yet somehow we're ending up with this much more just there. Everything is binary. You're either on the left side, the right side, where 95% of us, in my opinion, probably fall in the middle in between, but everybody's just constantly, everybody's getting so stuck and entrenched in this whole, like, basically regurgitating what they hear on one side or the other. And, you know, you talked about the eyes, obviously independent being one of the, the top, those, those top eyes. I think we need more discussion where the point of the discussion is not just to shout at the top of your lungs to try to convince to, for everybody to agree with you. But like JT said, change my opinion or, or, or tell me if you want me to believe your opinion, at least demonstrate to me that your opinion is coming from an informed an informed place so that I have reason to actually join you in that opinion. So I'm not afraid to ask why, even if I'm, even if I think I know the why I want to know what your why is. And I'm not afraid for you to convince me to change my opinion entirely. So um, I think we just need to have more of that type of discussion. And um, to JT and point about where, you know, what B-Dorm was going back to the point of B-Dorm since some of these things like social media and some of the technologies we have now didn't exist, we were forced to sit down and hash out some of these hard discussions with each other. Um, and that's what we want to get back to is, is, is learning from each other, learning to have mutual respect, despite our differences of opinion. Mm. Mm. That's great. That's I, I love it. All right. Travelers Chico. What is it? All right. So the Travelers Chico. So, um, JT and I are both well-traveled. I've, I've gotten to be, I've gotten to travel extensively, uh, for in as a, uh, I, you know, I was a global account uh, manager and business developer for a, a one of the largest com- uh, companies in the multilingual business services space. So I spent a decade and a half traveling in the world. JT travels for a hybrid combination. I don't want to speak on his behalf, but I think he'll be all right with this of, uh, uh, for his for his business entrepreneurship um, and just being a fun, no fucks given kind of guy. <laughs> um, and uh, we just get in, we in that in that first episode, we just get into talking about if you're going to travel and don't just don't just travel and go sit in a resort somewhere in a fancy resort, get sipping on the, the sipping on cocktails and not actually learning anything about the, the culture or the region where you are and treating the people around you like, you know, like servants that are getting paid to to wait on you hand and foot. Learn something. Enjoy. Appreciate the people. Appreciate the culture. So we get into we uh, I, I asked JT to break down what the cheat code is on how you accomplish that while while, you know, allowing yourself to be treated right, like royalty in your travels. Mm. Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to do uh, the business side of what I should be doing as the head of a media company and tell everyone to get that full conversation. You can subscribe to B-Dorm wherever you got this podcast. We've also got a fantastic website, bdorm.us. They're going to be everywhere on social media and you're going to see these guys flexing all of their content producing skills. We got really cool merchandise coming. Big shout out to Chris Rosenthal, the creative director at at Righteous for for working with us on the vision, the visual for this show, which I think is really cool. Chris makes everybody look like a rock star. Um, so you know, pour a little out for him. JT, uh, let's let's go back over to you for something. I, I want to talk about an issue, right? Like what, something that's front of mind. We're talking about podcasting. We're talking about America. Uh, Joe Rogan's out there. 
Right? And this is kind of the hot button issue. Uh, you guys are, are talking about stuff that is important to talk about. Joe Rogan demonstrated, in my view, how not to talk about a lot of things, right? Whether it's the COVID uh, and vaccines or or, or race. And uh, so what is, what's your take? What's your what's the JT hot take on Joe Rogan using the N word? Um, and let's let's use that part specifically, because I think the COVID part is, is different. But since we are going to talk about race, I think you are going to help people uh, understand some complicated issues and bring in guests. We'll bring in a lot of folks who've been guests on my show and in other places. Um, but what's your take on Rogan and and the use of the N word and where he sits right now? All right. So it's uh, I want to parallel uh, Joe Rogan and Trevor Noah. And this is why. Um, so when Joe Rogan went, you know, all uh, niggered out, which is what we're going to call it for the moment, um, I think it was India Arita posted, somebody, somebody posted uh, the combo clip of him just dropping N-bombs for like a decade. Yeah. And then Trevor Noah on his show basically said, that Joe Rogan was using racism for laughs. And I, I was reading online and someone tried to create an equivalency because Trevor Noah once got in trouble for making some anti-Semitic jokes. And at that time, one of his biggest defenders was Joe Rogan. And so the irony there was that the person who was trying to make the equivalency missed the crux of the argument, which is Trevor Noah made two jokes, which he got in the media very publicly and apologized for. Joe Rogan was doing this for almost a decade, got away with it mostly, and when finally got caught, then apologize like there's a big that's false equivalency and this is what goes on a lot in our media where people try to place things next to things because they smell similarly mm. all right they are not the same and those are two very different individuals so when you look at the the resume of a person and all the things that they have done not just said but done right and you try to compare apples to oranges it's ridiculous it makes me laugh at home because I'm saying to myself, there's a large portion of our population who at first read, intelligent people, will say, oh, it's probably the same thing. Oh, he's a hypocrite. And now they're retweeting it, and now they're roasting Trevor Noah, calling him a hypocrite. Without processing the fact that one individual's acts, making a couple of jokes that were off color, versus another person who literally did this for what was nine years or something they had clips from nine years ago right and says now he's now now he understands that he wasn't supposed to use that word was he living in a different america paul like was he living in a different place like this this is the shit i'm talking about if you want to create an equivalency between things you have to compare things that have equal value these two things don't have equal value and oftentimes in our media in public spaces and private spaces, people are making comparisons that are dumb. They don't make sense. Mm. And they are living in different and they are living in different places, right? And that's part of this. Like Joe Rogan is is living in a very different America than than Trevor Noah. 
And Trevor Noah grew up in South Africa, right? Where, right. where, where, where he had an entirely different experience with regard to race and everything else, right? So it's, it, they're, they're so uh, unequal. But I think the power that I saw is just, there's an authenticity, right? Like I think Trevor Noah is crushing it right now, but he's also doing something really important that Rogan sometimes does. Like, you know, I, I listen to Rogan. I, I understand Rogan. I'm, I, I will be critical of Rogan, but they're teaching, Right. And, 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 and Trevor Noah is teaching people a lot about race right now. And Joe Rogan is teaching people in the same way Donald Trump taught people like, don't be me. Right. I used to tell my kids, you know, here's Barack Obama. This is a president you should be like, and here's Donald Trump, a person you should not be like, be nice. Don't be an asshole. (laughs) Don't use these words. Right. There's a contrast there. And it's a teaching moment on, on, on all sides here. And I think they're both going to continue to be teaching moments, but that's what I'm hoping you all, and I know you all will be in this show. You'll be teachers, right? You'll help open it up through your perspective and 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 the many worlds you live in and and will bring people into the show from. Don, I, I want to give you just a chance to opine. It can be Rogan. It can be uh, uh, the, the 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 crisis happening in the NFL. It can be uh, Joe Biden. It can be the truckers in, in Canada. What's an issue that's got you uh, – got you got you energized or you think you want to dig into well i'm gonna pick up on what justin was talking about because just to give you a flavor of, of how we how we chat and what you what you see on our on the butorn podcast because we actually my take is slightly different than justin's even though even though i'm equally appalled at what i saw at first like i was saying before i like to play devil's advocate so i thought to myself all right we're about to, i'm about to be on a podcast about to have a platform there's a possibility after we experience enormous success over the next decade, somebody could chop up some of the shit that Justin and I say and make us look like a couple of assholes, right? So I appreciated his apology, actually, because he his initial apology was what I what I wish we would see from a lot of people, at least at least taking the onus for his actions and not trying to just act like completely gaslight us and act like he didn't, he didn't do it. My problem with Joe Rogan, though, on all this is that is that he he achieved almost the the impossible feat of issue of of doing the right thing and the wrong thing all at the same time and in particularly i i i unlike many people unlike some people i was i was like you know what thank you for the apology everybody's what everybody deserves a ch- i deserve i think people deserve a second chance you don't most people don't i don't, I don't believe in third chances but everybody deserves a second chance right um but the problem i had was that ape comment of when he made about going to when he went to the to the movies literally on his show at the time he acknowledged immediately after saying it that it was racist and then to now a decade or however many years later was trying to claim it wasn't yeah i'm par- paraphrasing he said something like it looked like the planet of the apes is what he said, right? Right. And right. That that's what he said. Six, like I'm almost. I'm, I think I'm. Par- I'm paraphrasing, but it's yeah. pretty close to that. And then he immediately apologized for saying it, recognized it was racist, and tried to laugh it off. Right. I mean, the, the, yeah. there, there's a, there's a history here, and maybe as a, as a, as a point to to wrap it all up, and maybe give people a sense of what you're going to dig into in in the Beatorn podcast. In your view, Don, is there any situation where anyone can use the N word? 
say the actual word. I'm not going to say it. I don't feel comfortable. I don't think it's appropriate for me to say it, especially with a platform like I have. This is one of the issues that I think America is wrestling with. What you know, you'll you'll hear someone say, "Oh well, he he said it. Why can't I say it? Um, or, or can you say it when you're describing it?" Right. That has changed. Right. I think mm-hmm. in, in, in popular uh, acceptance over the last couple of years. But what's your view? Is there any situation where anybody with a microphone should say the actual word? And if not, who can say it and who can't? I think, first of all, I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not equipped to be the the determiner of who gets to say what. But I will say that. As a black person, I you I have you I, I I use the word from time to time. But JT and I specifically, and we'll break this down on the podcast. We came to terms within our diverse room group of how to address using the N word amongst each other, and we came up with ways that allowed our white friends to say it. Because I will I will say this at the very least: should white people say it? Probably not, especially if you're aware of the history of what the and the power of that word. But I again on the flip side, playing devil's advocate as I like to, if I'm a white guy, if I'm you, Paul who at least, you know, thus far in our lives, I don't consider you to be a racist in any way. <laughs> and I, uh, and you're chilling with us and we're listening to rap jams. And I, I will admit this is one of, I find this humorous when I'm hanging out with my non-black friends and everybody's singing this song. I turn to my white friends the second, the second the N word's about to bo- drop to see if they're going to say it in the song, right? And do I think we put some of our friends in a compromising, uncomfortable position? Yes. But do I think that's a result of 400 plus years of history of black people being compromised and uncomfortable? Yes. Yes. So I think it's a I think it's a very nuanced issue. I don't I think the rules um, I think we all know the funny thing about discussing this. I don't think it needs discussion. We all know what the rules are on that. But I, I, that's where I'll challenge you. We, we actually do need to have that discussion because I don't think everybody knows. Like that's that's a really good example. This is why I'm so excited about your podcast, because I love hip hop. We, we, we grew up listening to hip hop together. Right. We were we were in school together and went to parties at like the explosion, the great era of late 90s hip hop. Right. And I learned as a white dude when Biggie says the N word and I'm and I'm reciting every single lyric. I don't say that word. I, that's my that's what I learned. It's my choice. But I know that some folks will say I'm just saying the lyric. So so that is a great example of where I think white people are afraid to ask. Can I say it when Biggie says it? Right. Can I say it when when Nas says it? Can I say it when Jay-Z? What, what do I do? And and when they're in the car by themselves, do they say it or when they, they edit themselves when they're walking around the street? So, JT, last shot for you to take take a shot at this one. Uh, you know, the 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 song example. If, if you were if you were king of the world and you could dictate the terms or, or what do you think people should do in your view? Because you are a leader. You have a mic. You're, you're, you're shaping culture and understanding. If you were going to teach my six year old white kid when a biggie song comes on, what does he do? I think, um, first of all, understand the history and then make make your own decision. And I, I don't mean I don't mean to be passe about it. Right. The fact of the matter is. If you understand the history, that's first. Then, if you're in your car by yourself and you're rapping along, you happen to drop an N-bomb and nobody's around to hear you, does the tree make a sound? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't exist to me. So I'm not, I don't even pretend to try to police something like that. But if you are with other people of color, don't you have to be black? Anybody non-white, and you drop it, they're going to judge you. 
So you have to understand that as a fact, right? Um, if you were certain people, they will cut cut the music off. Like, excuse mm -hmm. me, <laughs> you, you did what? So you got to know your audience too. Mm. But the, at the end of the day, like um, you know, I'm I'm English professor chops as well, right? Words are words. Words have meaning. This particular word is loaded as fuck. So if you decide to use it, you have to understand how loaded it is, right? And what do we always say about guns, for example? If, the, if you have a gun, gun safety means you don't keep it loaded, all right? N slash is a loaded gun. So anytime you deal with it, you're dealing with a dangerous thing. So you have to treat it like it's a dangerous thing. Hmm. That, would, that would be my advice. And I, I well, will say I think, this also. Please. Um, there's a difference between like a Tarantino writing nigger in a script and having characters say it, to, say it to each other. And I've had some people like try to crucify Tarantino as like a racist because he spoke in a language that those people probably, his characters spoke in. Like, I don't have a problem with that. Like, that's dumb. Like people are fishing for things to be mad about, right? Music is, is music. It's art. And when rappers use the N-word in their music, it's because that's what the lyric demanded. Hmm. So if you talk to any other artist, they're like, why'd you use red here in this painting? That's what the painting demanded. So hmm. we don't question why they use lyrics. But if you're like, you like the song and you're rapping along, we will question you if you say certain words in certain contexts. Mm -hmm. So to sum that up, know your history, make the best decision that you think you can make. Best decision I think we could make was to launch this podcast. So I'm excited about that. I'm going to send out into the universe. Hey, Quentin Tarantino, I think you'd be a great guest on this new podcast called the B-Dorm podcast. So we should throw that out into the universe. Uh, and I'll ask you guys one, uh, ask number one, stick around for Patreon members. If you can, we're going to give these guys the quick fire uh, uh, questions. You all Patreon members know and love. We're going to ask them real fast about whiskey, pancakes, all that good shit. But uh, who's a dream guest? Who'd you love? Who's you? I'll start with you, uh, Don, and come over to JT. Who would be a, a dream guest and any quick final thoughts you got for our audience? Um, lately, I've been thinking uh, uh, I, I want Sean Penn because because I'm fascinated by how someone from his background gets so heavily involved in Haiti. And I'm Haitian. I'm first generation Haitian American and all the work he's done down there. And I think it's fascinating that he's chosen to dedicate such a substantial portion of his life to something that um, that me as a Haitian hasn't even come close to doing the type of work that he's done for Haiti. So I would love to actually have a conversation with him about that. Mm. Cool. Excellent. JT, you get to close. All right. Um, as all of us are New Yorkers, I just want to point out, y'all see this jersey I'm wearing right here. All right. This is New York City Football Club. This is the only championship team New York has. All right. New York sports right now is trash, except for this team. Okay. This is the only good team we have. Um, so I would love to get anybody from that squad who speaks fluent English because it's a lot of foreign players. Um, <laughs> but I would love to get anybody from that squad on here just to talk about like what New York sports really is. Um, also, they play in Yankee Stadium, which is not a, a regulation uh, soccer slash football stadium. So they have to make a lot of compromises. In fact, they're competing in the CONCACAF now, which is the the 
North American, Central American, and Caribbean soccer tournament. Um, and they can't play at home because their stadium isn't regulation. So their home match is going to be in L.A. Um, so anyway. There's a, lot of, there's a lot about New York sports that ain't right. And I'm going to admit to you guys because you're my friends and to our audience. I found out last week that they won the MLS Cup. I was like, oh, shit, they won it? Because I kind of, you know, it was busy, stuff was going on. And I, I honestly, I, I was like, oh, shit, I, I kind of track on it. You guys know I'm, I'm, I'm into soccer, but it, I'm not there, right? Haven't been to a game yet, want to go to a game, want to take the kids, all that. And I was like, oh, shit, New York City won the whole thing. And they had a thing with de Blasio. Maybe people turned off because de Blasio was there. But I think you're going to continue to educate all of us to bring this conversation um, to new places. I am grateful for your partnership. I am inspired by your energy. Um, I am so motivated to see you know this friendship that you have go to new heights. Everybody should check out the B-Dorm podcast. Uh, it's it's in your inbox right now. Subscribe for free and share. Righteous is coming. These are the newest members of the Righteous Media family. So I want to welcome you both again. Thank you for jumping in on, on this journey. I hope you'll come back on a regular basis and we can uh, all go get drinks at, at a soccer game or something. Listen, come out. I got season tickets, right? Season tickets. All right, there we go. And everybody gets a tattoo. Everybody gets a tattoo for free. And so we'll have soccer tattoo and more. Ladies and gentlemen, the great and powerful Justin Jericho Turner and Don Elliver, co-hosts of the new Righteous Media production, The B-Dorm Podcast. Stay vigilant, my friends. All right, all right. Now you've met the guys, and I hope you will subscribe and get to know them. I hope you'll be a part of the B-Dorm movement. They're the newest members of the Righteous Media team. And just like all the others we've introduced you to so far, Jericho and Don are helpers. Always look for the helpers. There will always be helpers. You know, even just on the sidelines. Because if you look for the helpers, you'll know that there's hope. Subscribe now, follow them on social, and go to bdorm.us. The website is live, episodes are live, merch is live, and this podcast is live. And so look for the helpers. They are out there, and they are live. Check the hashtag lookforthehelpers on Twitter and share yours. Every day I'm getting new suggestions, and I love hearing from you. So use the hashtag lookforthehelpers and let me know who's impacting your life. Or if you have a story to share or a guest suggestion, hit me up on social. And while you're there, be sure to play Guess the Guest every Wednesday night. Hashtag is Guess the Guest, and you can play on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever you want. And our winner, 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 lobster dinner from last episode is... Our reliable, dedicated supporter, Joby Tapia, who correctly identified the fabulous former Wonkette, a.k.a. Anna Marie Cox. Anna Marie Cox was our guest in the last episode. Joby correctly identified it. If you haven't checked out that episode, please do. We got a lot of really positive responses from a lot of folks that we haven't heard from before. And I think Anna really helped us expand our audience and bring in new folks. So welcome. It was a dynamic conversation about politics, about sobriety, about life, about the expanse. But it was really different, really powerful, really empowering, really real. 
And you can check it at independentamericans.us. All of our episodes are there. You can also go back and watch my conversation with Anna Marie Cox or this recent conversation with Jericho Turner and Don Elevert. Check out these guys. They are super cool, and they're going to be crushing it on video. Remember, if you have friends who don't listen to podcasts, our video is a great way to introduce them to the Righteous Media family. You can find Righteous Media on YouTube, and you can now find B-Dorm there, too. And if you go to independentamericans.us, you can also join our Patreon community. You're going to help us keep bringing this content to the masses. You're going to help us keep launching new podcasts like B-Dorm. We will continue to get you exclusive content first, and we will get you exclusive content extra. If you're a Patreon member, you're getting an extended part of this conversation with Don and Jericho. You get merchandise discounts. You get a chance at events coming up, and you get to support this work. You are our most important sponsors, so join our Patreon community now if you can. Big shout-out to some of those folks, Mike Tipton, Mark Reed, and, of course, Joby Tapia. You're some of the many Patreon members that help fuel this movement and keep this show going. And in addition to that, please support us and go to the Apple Podcast Store and give us all them stars. Be sure to subscribe for free and share wherever you got this podcast. If you're a first-time listener, do us a solid and pound that subscribe button and share it with a couple of friends. Righteous Media is continuing to bring you the five eyes in all our podcasts and everything we do. Independence, integrity, information, inspiration, and impact. And it's only possible thanks to the fearless Righteous Media team, creative Chris Rosenthal, brilliant Bill Schultz, and precise Paula Hernandez. They keep it going. And thank you, as always, to my amazing wife, Lori, and my two amazing boys. This week, my boys are on winter break from school. And today, I took them to the aquarium in Coney Island. We saw the sharks. We watched the feeding of the seals. We watched a really weird 4D movie. We walked on the boardwalk along the beach on a 65-degree day in February. And it was an amazing day with my boys. And the whole day, I thought about how lucky I was that my kids were safe here in America. And I kept thinking about the kids who are on the ground in Ukraine now. This war in Ukraine is just getting started. Please keep those kids in mind and keep all the people of Ukraine in your hearts and in your mind and in your prayers and try to find ways to support them and to support each other here at home. This is another pivotal time that will test America. And the more divided we are, the more our enemies and specifically Vladimir Putin, will be celebrating. Don't give him that. Our friend Molly McHugh, recent guest on this show, regular guest on this show, an expert on Russian misinformation, had a great tweet tonight. She wrote, Today is not the time to naysay Ukraine, their capabilities, their will, or to write the eulogy. Today is the day to rally to Ukraine's side. Today is the time to realize that we can't let Russia seize Ukraine because the whole game would change for us, for Ukraine, for Russia. She continued, the script isn't written. We have more to bring to this fight. We can't pretend there's nothing more to do. That's from our friend Molly McHugh. And there is more that we can do, and we will continue to share it with you in the weeks to come on this show and on social media and everywhere that I and Righteous Media touch. America is more divided than ever before. 
But we at Independent Americans and Righteous Media are working to change that, to add light, to contrast the heat of the other political shows and content you see out there. So if you're among the 42% of Americans that are independent, this is your show. But if you're any kind of an American, this is your show, especially in times like this. If you're a concerned American who cares about the future of your country and the future of our world, this is your show. All are welcome, and we invite you to be a part of the solution. And I encourage you to please keep sharing the hope, because hope is the oxygen of democracy. Here in America, and especially in Ukraine right now, it's that energy and that hope that will keep this movement of independent Americans growing week by week by week. And it's that hope that will keep the fight in the hearts of the Ukrainian people, no matter what comes in the days and weeks ahead. So stay vigilant, my friend, because eternal vigilance is the price of freedom. And it's a price the Ukrainian people are paying right now. That's the Ukrainian National Anthem. And right now, I hope you'll join me in standing with Ukraine. And to the people of Ukraine, know that we stand with you. And know that you're not alone in your vigilance. We're all vigilant. And we stand with you and we have your back. And we will remain vigilant. From the diplomats meeting right now inside the United Nations. To the B-Dorm guys bringing a fresh voice to politics, news, and culture. To the U.S. troops deployed next door to Ukraine in Poland. To the children sheltering for cover inside Kiev and all across Ukraine right now. To you. All across this country, all across Ukraine, and all across NATO, we are all in this together. I'm your host, Paul Rykoff. Thanks for listening. Stay vigilant, America, and stay vigilant, Ukraine. Media.